بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم نحمد ونصلي على رسول الكريم ما بعد وعن صعب بن جثام رضي الله تعالى عنه قال أهديت رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم حمارا وحشيا فرده علي فلما رأى ما في وجهه قال إنا لم نرده عليك إلا أنا حرم متفق عليه Continue the chapter which deals with the beautification of one's akhlaq and character. The narrator of the hadith is a sahabi by the name of Saab bin Jathama radiallahu ta'ala anhu. His actual name was Yazid bin Qais. He passed away in the khilafat of Sayyidina Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu ta'ala anhu. And 16 ahadith are narrated from him. He says, I gave as a gift to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam himarun wahshiya, a wild donkey. Saab bin Jassama was known for his capabilities as a hunter. He had hunted this wild animal, wild donkey in this instance. And he presented it as a gift to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He says, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Raddahu alayya. There's two ways in which you can translate this. One is, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa returned it to me, or he rejected the gift. In other words, Allah's Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam did not accept this animal as a gift. In this riwayat, is not specifically mentioned that the animal was living or it was a dead animal. Obviously, these were hunters amongst the Sahaba and the Arabs of that time. It's possible that he had hunted this animal and he was able to capture it alive and he presented it as a living animal to Rasulullah wasallam. Or it is possible that he had presented the meat of this animal. In this instance, it's more likely because... He says, I presented the entire animal, that it possibly, that it was a living animal. Allah's Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam rejected the gift. When Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam saw the discontent upon my face, in other words, his displeasure, which is natural, and having his gift rejected caused him to become upset out of respect for Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, obviously he did not voice that discontent. But it was apparent, it could be seen in his gesture, in his mannerism, the rejection was there on his face. So Allah's Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam immediately took steps to try and appease him and ensure that his feelings did not get hurt in this gift being re- rejected. By going on to explain, Inna lam naruddahu alayk. We did not, we did not return this to you or reject your gift except because we are in a state of ihram. This incident, incident most likely took place during the Hajjatul Wada, the farewell Hajj of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Nabi Pak sallallahu alayhi wasallam was in the state of ihram. And when it comes to being in the state of ihram, the masail pertaining to whether one can accept a wild animal as a gift whilst in ihram. 
a muhrim is not allowed according to the various mazahib, ulama-i-kiram, the fuqaha, they are different opinions. We're not going to go into the details now, which is the Hanafi mazhab, the Maliki mazhab, etc., and the various bukhus and discussions, because it's not pertinent to the chapter which we are discussing. But generally a muhrim is not allowed to engage in the hunting of animals whilst in the state of ihram. If someone else hunted the animal, is he allowed to accept it as a gift? There also there's difference of opinion amongst the fuqaha. And is he allowed to partake of the meat of an animal that is hunted whilst by someone else whilst he is in the state of ihram? There also there's a difference of opinion. According to some fuqaha, if the animal is hunted at his behest, then it will not be permissible. If the animal is hunted without his knowledge by someone who is not in ihram and the person presents it for him to partake of the meat of that animal, then it will be permissible. But like I said, we are not going to go into those details. In this instance, Allah's Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam to explain the shariat, we find that it was his noble practice that he did not allow the accepting of the gifting of a wild animal whilst it was alive in the state of ihram. It was not permissible. So because of shari'i constraints, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa did not accept this gift. Why Imam Nawi rahimahullah mentions this particular incident under the chapter which deals with husnul khuluq or the beautifications of one's character is the steps that Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa took to appease the feelings of Saab bin Jassama radiallahu ta'ala anhu or Yazid bin Qais as we mentioned is his name that he did not allow him to feel bad, he went on to explain, that listen, I have nothing against you, I would have gladly accepted your gift, but in this instance, because I'm in the state of ihram, there is a prohibition, it's against shariat, so this is why I cannot accept your gift. From this we learn an important lesson, that in ordinary circumstances, we should not reject a gift that is given to us. In fact, accept it willingly. Nabi Salaam said, Tahadu Tahabu. He said, Give gifts to one another. Give gifts to one another. This will create muhabbat. This will create love. Husband and wife, parents and children, employer and employee, satis who are spending time with each another, ulamai kiram, elders, people we have respect for. We should be in a habit of doesn't have to be something expensive. There shouldn't be too much of takalluf and show. Some keep it simple. But the giving of gifts is something that is part of sunnah. And it is a recipe to create muhabbat and love and affection amongst us. So on the one hand, gifting is something that is encouraged in sharia. And the acceptance of gifts also is encouraged. However, in this instance, if for whatever reason... You are not going to accept the gift against shariat or something along those lines. Then even the rejection should be done in such a manner that you don't hurt the feelings of the person. Don't break the heart of the person. This is why Rasulullah explained to him that this is the reason why I am not accepting your gift. So if there is a valid reason not to accept the gift that is also part of sunnah, that we don't accept the gift, but we explain the reason why we are not accepting it in order not to cause offense 
to the person that is giving us the gift. One more point, ulamai kiram, which is a bit of a daqiq point, a very fine point which they extract from this particular instance, is that when it comes to the law of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, halal and haram, what Allah has made halal and what Allah has prohibited, there is no room for maneuver in this. Unfortunately, we are living in a period or age where this issue of compromise is very strongly advocated. Make compromise. In other words, change the law or try and accommodate the law. Where shariat gives you gunjaish, where there is room to maneuver, there we find another hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, wherein our mother Aisha radiallahu anha beautifully explains. She says, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam never had a choice. He never had a choice to choose something. In other words, two permissible things, one easy, one more difficult. She says, he never had a choice, إِلَّا Except that he chose the easier thing. When there was a choice, when there was room to maneuver in chariot, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam always chose the easy route to teach his ummat. Teach his ummat that don't make chariot difficult. But where there is no room for compromise, Islam does not allow us to compromise. Nabi Islam could have to keep Saab's feelings, quietly accepted the gift and then gave the animal away to someone else. He didn't do this. He did not compromise the law of Allah Ta'ala. It's not permissible, so it's not permissible. Rejected the gift and went on to explain it. Explain the rejection that is part of akhlaq and character. وعن النواس بن سمعان رضي الله تعالى نقال سألت رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم عن البر والإثم فقال البر حسن الخلق والإثم ما حاك في صدرك وكرهت أن يطلع عليه الناس رواه مسلم This particular hadith passed in a previous chapter we discussed it in great detail Obviously, many of us may not remember. So briefly, because the subject matter of this hadith is very, very important, very comprehensive, we'll briefly mention or go into a little bit of detail of the explanation again. Nawaz bin Sam'an radiallahu ta'ala is a narrator. He says, I asked Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam about righteousness and sin. Al-bir. Al-bir is a very, very comprehensive term in Shariat. This translation which I just made, righteousness, doesn't in any way do justice to what it means. But just to give us an understanding, in other words, what is the essence of all good? Al-Bir. What takes you closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? What will give you the ta'aluk and relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? What are those acts that the Shariat encourages? All this falls under this term bir. For example, in the context of hajj, Rasulullah sallallahu said, Al-hajjul mabroor. Al-hajjul mabroor. Laysa lahu jazaun illa al-jannah. He said, a hajj of bir. This word mabroor comes from the word bir in Arabic. A hajj of bir. In other words, a hajj of righteousness, an acceptable hajj. A encouraged hajj. 
لَيْسَ لَهُ جَزَاؤُنِ إِلَّا الْجَنَّةِ There is nothing, no recompense, no return for it but Jannah. So in other words, the point, this word bir is a very, very comprehensive term. In other words, all acts of virtue or piety or righteousness will fall under this. He says, I asked Rasulullah about righteousness, al-bir, and obviously what is the opposite of righteousness is sin. Disobedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So in this one, so call it an istifta or question. He says, Ya Rasulullah, tell me about sin and righteousness. Al-bir wal-ithm. So he says, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Al-bir, what is bir? What is the essence of righteousness? Al-husnul khuluq. Develop your akhlaq. Have a good character. Have a good character. This is the essence of all righteousness. From this we learn the important lesson which we have been reiterating over the last few days when we are discussing this chapter is that we have our idea what is righteousness, what is neki, what is good. Read Salah, make Tahajjud, read Quran, make Zikr of Allah. All these things are important. But Nabi Salaam didn't say this. He highlighted Salah, Tilawat, Zikrullah, all acts of ibadat fall under bir. They are all acts of righteousness. But in this response, he highlighted something. What did he highlight? He said, Al-Birru Husnul Khuluq. He said, Righteousness, neki, piety is good akhlaq, good character, how you speak, how you conduct yourself, whether you hurt the feelings of people. Do you keep their hearts happy? In your conduct with people, are you, do you behave in a manner that brings them closer to you? Are you tolerant? Do you forgive? Are you compassionate? Are you generous? Are you kind? Do you control your temper? Do you smile at the people? Do you conduct yourself in a manner that you are an ambassador for Islam? All this is the essence of piety. Al-birru husnul khuluq. Al-birru husnul khuluq. Wal-ithm and the opposite. Allah's Rasul said, what is sin? Is sin, how do you know, how do you recognize sin? That this is sinful. Or this is disobedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Actually we've run out of time. Inshallah we'll continue.